Welcome to this Milwaukee Admirals podcast with Charlie Larson. I'm Aaron Sims. Charlie, today it's exciting for me because I'm from Minnesota. People know this. Whenever we have a Minnesotan on the podcast, I absolutely love it. Are you going to revert to like 100% to, to Minnesotan like the, the, the accent? Right? I was wondering if I was going to wear my North Stars hat or my Fighting Saints hat or my St. Paul Saints hat, baseball hat or my Twins hat. I was trying to figure out what would be the best for this guy. I don't have any. See, he's too young to know all these other teams, though. That's right, the problem. Right. But, but maybe like some Ole and Marta jokes, maybe? Ole and Lena jokes. Lena jokes, Ole and yeah. Marta, sorry. holy smokes. Mar- uh, well, Marta Rustin was an exchange student that I had when I was growing up. She was okay. from Norway. All so. right. Anyways. All right. Uh, but Jordan Gross, Admiral's defenseman, Eddie Shore winner, Notre Dame grad, uh, and Maple Grove, Minnesota native joins us. Good to see you. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, thanks for having me. So growing up, was hockey – I know your brother played as well. Was hockey – it for you guys when you were kids yeah we were both into hockey Uh, my brother grew up playing a couple other sports too and he kind of got down to hockey probably around middle school high school age and that was kind of the same with me I grew up playing hockey and baseball and then just the kind of busy schedule of hockey and you didn't really have much time for baseball and I think it was probably around seventh or eighth grade where I started really focusing on hockey full time. That edge of the Twin Cities, like, and, and there might have been guys before, but I think it was Trent Clatt was from Osseo, right? I mean, like, he was the first big name I remember, um, and then more and more guys come through the, the northwest side of the of the Twin Cities where you're from. Um, w- who were some of the guys you looked up to? Were they Minnesota Wild players? Were they Gophers? Were they other people other than probably your brother, I suppose, in that into to a degree? Yeah, definitely my brother, and uh, my grandma actually worked at St. Cloud State University oh. for oh, a long okay. time in the parking department, so they had season tickets growing up, and it was just about as far for us to go up to St. Cloud yes, than yeah. the cities, so I grew up going up to a lot of the St. Cloud Husky games, and that's where I really like looked up to those guys growing up so a who, lot. So who was there that, I mean, were the, Cullen, the Cullens would have been too old. I think the Collins were a little too old. Um, that was like Garrett Rowe. Okay. He was there. Um, having trouble with some of the names. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> that was, was a long time ago. Probably a Brodzinski yeah. there somewhere because there's always a Brodzinski. Yeah. It seems like on that team. But um, have you ever met anybody from there then, and that that you watched when you were a kid and and told them so? Um, not really. I don't really think. Make yeah. Feel <laughs> no, no, I haven't really had the chance to meet many of the, I don't like some of the, a lot of the guys my brother's age, like yeah. I've gotten to know those guys pretty well because he went to St. John's University. I was going to say right in they shared a yeah. yeah, they shared a rink there, so he had a pretty good relationship with a good amount of the did guys. He, did he play for Harrington there, for John Harrington, or was he for Dougie Schuler? Uh, he was with Schuler. Dougie Schuler. I yep. know Dougie because he's a few years younger than me. His dad was my high school coach in, oh, in, wow. at Simley High School. And Denny, actually, Denny Schuler was a, uh, a scout, an amateur scout for Nashville in the early days of the Predators. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't know that. It uh, all comes full circle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, that's pretty cool. So, uh, all right. We, I've, I've probably bored everybody but me and – well, maybe even you, but, but me <laughs> uh, doing this. But um, – so you're, you, you grow up, you play hockey. When did it start becoming? I'm, I'm good at this. When did it start <laughs> yeah. becoming a reality? Yeah, yeah that it, like Charlie said, that you're good at this, that this might be a future for you. Yeah, I think uh, 
probably my first year in Bantam. That was kind of when I started taking off a little bit, and then. You're what? Uh, Bantams, I'm trying to remember, like 14, 14 years old, right? Yeah, yeah 14. My kid, know, my yeah. kid plays Bantam right now. Yeah. He just turned 13. Okay. Yeah, I know, like, the recruiting rules are a lot different now, but and then my freshman year of high school was kind of when colleges were starting to approach me, and um, by, I think, the end of my sophomore year, maybe I ended up committing to Notre Dame. You did? Yeah. That early, That huh? early. Yeah. So I, I asked you this, or almost – offhandedly yesterday about the University of Minnesota, right? Every kid, if you look at a University of well, Minnesota's or roster. Or Cloud in this case. Right, right. Like, but they're all, their roster is just, it's all Minnesota kids. Mm-hmm. Did they not approach you? What was the situation there? Well, I always grew up going to the St. Cloud, Cloud games. So you didn't so have an affinity for the Gophers. I wasn't, as one of the very few Minnesota kids where I wasn't necessarily, like, dying to go to Minnesota. Sure. I definitely had interest because it's because it is of very, what it is. It's a very special thing yeah. growing up in Minnesota and getting to play for that program. But I just like after I toured Notre Dame, I really felt like that was the best overall fit for me. We said the other day when we were talking to Spencer Stasny that Notre Dame probably has the closest connection of any college in, to, to the, the Admirals, Admirals, to the Milwaukee Admirals. The number of players that have come here from Notre Dame, especially given Notre Dame wasn't very good for a really long time. But in the last 15 years, it, the, the program has turned around, including when you were there, mm-hmm. right? And I don't, know, I don't even necessarily want to jump that far ahead quite now, but like, just talk about the recruitment process for you and what was appealing to Notre Dame for you. You said you knew you wanted to go there. Is it the campus? Is it Jeff Jackson? Is it, you know, what is it? I want to jump in real quick because when you say you committed at 15, 16 years old, a friend of mine, Eric Rude, who was an assistant at St. Cloud and now is the head coach in Sioux Falls, when he was at Colorado College, I asked him, I was doing University of Wisconsin games, and I said, hey, you want to get together? We haven't seen each other in a long time. He says, i got to go out and recruit. He's heading out right after the game. And he says, I have to go into 14-year-olds' homes and tell them take it or leave it. He yeah. goes, this is, it's really ridiculous where this thing is at. Was that kind of the situation for you? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like crazy pressure or anything, but... I mean, kind of looking back at it now, I probably wish that I would have been a little older going through the process yeah. because, like, I was barely in high school at that point, you know, like. And who's advising I, you on this? Just mom and dad, or do you find somebody outside yeah, that helps? It was, like, my mom and dad and then family advisor, too. Okay. And you just kind of talk through it. And then, I mean, just growing up, like, I knew Notre Dame was such a historic like school, right. like I knew about the academics were awesome. Well, was that important? Was the academics important to you? Maybe as a 14-year-old, maybe you're not thinking that, but for your parents, was that important for you to get an education? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that was probably one of the most important things for me when looking at colleges. Uh, I was even kind of thinking about like maybe going to Ivy League sure. or something like that, but they don't really do scholarships No or scholarships, anything, right. I didn't want to... <laughs> have to pay what they're charging for. Right, it's, it's not cheap. Yeah. Not so, cheap. And then Notre Dame, it worked out where they got a scholarship there, and I think that's probably the best place you can go play for the package of academics and, and hockey. And hockey, right, for yeah. sure. I could yeah. see that. Yeah. You, you don't, though, finish. You graduated from your high school. You played a little bit longer at your high school, but then where is the pressure to go – 
to leave high school to go to the USHL. We've talked so much about John Leonard playing in Green Bay. You also right. played for the Green and, Bay Gamblers. And in the where USHL. was the pressure to stay in high school? Because it's such, unlike any other sport, any other state, hockey in, in Minnesota is like you stay, you play, and it's you, the same kids you were with since you were five right, all the way to your eighteen. Right. Yeah. And, and the high school state tournament sells out faster than anything at any other event in in Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, I, it's different for everyone, but. I think, especially me, after my junior year, like I had a very good year playing high school. And yeah. I just really felt that I was ready you to move. You needed to go to the next step. Yeah, I really felt I was ready to move on to the next step, and there wasn't a whole lot more I could have done at the high school level. And sure. If I I definitely knew I needed to play juniors before going, going into to college, college, and I think I was just personally ready for it. Sure. Did so many guys do that though, and they go until they're 20 at the junior ranks. Mm. You didn't have to do that, right? No, I played two years in Green Bay, and then because Notre Dame, they had a really good decor yeah. at the time, so they had me play one extra year junior, and, and then I went into Notre Dame. And do you start school then during that year? Do you start taking classes through when, Notre Dame or, or through is a it community start? college, or do you have a year off where <laughs> you can just? <laughs> a gap year we'll call yeah, it a gap, gap year yeah i took the gap backpack year. across <laughs> backpack across europe or, yeah. or or door county as it were i took the gap year and it was up in green bay not in europe yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah we had, we had a great group of guys that year like that was one of the most fun years i've had playing hockey like it was awesome yeah. and your coach there is derek lalonde who now is the the red wing coach yeah. do you keep in touch with him did you shoot him a text when he got the job uh, anything like that? I haven't really kept in touch too much with him, but it's really fun to see all the success he's had with Tampa. And yeah. No. I've, I've, I've never heard a bad thing said about the guy. Like I like Newsy a lot. Right, because yeah. he was in Iowa yeah, I like um, him a lot. in the American League, and just a super nice guy, positive. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure there were times when he got mad and yelled, <laughs> but uh, for the most part, he's just a very positive, you know, uh, enthusiastic guy. Yeah, that's how he was back when I had him, and I'm sure he's still the same way. <laughs> that <Yeah>. was <laughs> however many years ago now. Uh, right. But, yeah, he was always really enthusiastic at the rink, like you said. Like, definitely a player's coach. When you're in Green Bay, how much Viking stuff are you wearing around there? Were you jo- doing that and just to, uh, you know, get a ride? It's not everyone <laughs> yeah, on the team everybody. is from Green Bay, obviously not, or Wisconsin. But, like, you're Packer. The Packer Stadium is, you know, across the street from where you guys play. Lambeau Field is so. Yeah. Did you do that? Did you do that at all, or was the Vikings weren't very good? So I did go to one of the Vikings Packers game. And is that right? I'm pretty sure I wore Viking stuff. There, <laughs> did you? <but laughs> did you have stuff thrown at you? Although, no, I don't think, I think so. I think Packers fans are usually pretty accepting of uh, the other fans that come in. Yeah, we lucked out, and we were also in some pretty good seats, so no, that might have helped. That, out that, with that helps. That with helps. People treating us a little better. Right. Right. Who won the game? The Vikings did. Did they really? Yeah. I was back when they had Adrian Peterson. (laughs) Oh, right, right. So you're in Green Bay, and now it's time to go to school. And as you said, you take gap years. So was it a shock to the system to get back into a classroom then when you're 19 years old? (laughs) Yeah, definitely was. You Uh, needed to use the study hall. At a place like Notre Dame, too, where I assume the professor's Sometimes they're harder on the athletes because they think you just got in here because you're, you're a hockey player or whatever. Yeah, my first class was uh, <laughs> calculus. Oh, Jesus. After Welcome taking a year off. Yeah. And 
I don't think I did any like pre-calc or anything in <laughs> high school, so uh, my head was spinning a little bit when I first got there. Uh, but it was nice. Like I did that in for summer school. You did so okay. I got there early, where it's a little smaller classes, and they do a really good job of like helping you out, getting tutors and all that stuff. So. For sure. Yeah, it was a bit of a shock, but I'm glad I got through it. <laughs> I can't imagine anywhere at Notre Dame doesn't do a good job of helping the student-athletes because Charlie and I 10 years ago went down to take a tour of the rink, and Mike McNeil, Admiral's great, showed us around, and I've never seen anything, anything like, like that Anything like that facility, no. That facility is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. it's, I told the story a couple of weeks ago with Spencer Stasny. John Brockington, who played for the Packers, one of the great running backs that the Packers have had, he came from Ohio State to the NFL to Green Bay, and he said, we got way better stuff at Ohio State. You kind of feel that way when you leave Notre Dame? It's like, boy, we, you should have seen what we had back <laughs> in <laughs> yeah. Ohio Bend. Yeah, I mean, we were very fortunate. Um, I think the building was only a couple years old when yeah. when I got there, and they did such a good job with it. They and did. I think there's even, like, there's a lot of the colleges now modeling their new buildings around it, and I'm I'm pretty sure the Chicago Blackhawks modeled their new practice, practice facility, facility after the way ours was set up. And it wouldn't be a surprise. I'm not surprised no. by that. Yeah, I mean, we're very fortunate where it's probably <laughs> nicer than a lot of the NHL clubs. Absolutely. Right. But I think the NHL clubs who are building the newer ones are – catching up to yeah it yeah it's a it's a little bit a little bit better yeah, three years from now when notre dame gets a new one it'll just go one. back yeah <laughs> <laughs> so when you're there you get what two frozen fours yeah four years there one and championship a championship game, game. yeah uh, what is i mean that's kind of as charlie said the last 15 years at notre dame it seems like it's success 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 but that that might be the heyday right there when you're there what what is that experience like uh, being a, a member of the campus? Do people recognize you walking around as you're doing well with a team that's doing well? Um, and then amongst your teammates, what is that like to feel like, man, we're winners. This is awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely awesome, uh, especially winning. Winning's way better than winning. All, right, winning <laughs> yeah. always makes things better. Um, my junior year, we had a good team. Uh, and we just kind of really turned it on at the end of the year. And we weren't, like, necessarily really overpowering much teams, but we just kind of turned it on at the right time. And we had really good goaltending and played really good systems. Kale Morris, is he the goalie? Uh, my Your junior, junior year? year, that was Cal Peterson, who's okay. out in Peterson, L.A. now. Yeah. Um, and then the next year, turned it over to Kale. Yep. And Kale did unbelievable i think he won the goalie award whatever that right is. what i'm not sure what it is but i think he did uh, the mike richter is that what it yeah. is the, the goalie of the year the uh in all the college hockey yeah. Yeah, the, the hobie baker equivalent or whatever right for the goalies is mike richter yeah. yeah yeah and then my senior year our team was we had a very good team sure we knew it too like i remember we i think we almost clinched the big 10 by christmas time right which was crazy like we went on a 17 game win streak that that's that is crazy like in college that's it's unheard of because you place the back-to-backs are so yeah it's so challenging and all it is it just it's a night off that you know these teams are good yeah but how do you guard against being exactly. overconfident exactly you You're take a look at like everybody right like look at michigan last year how many f number one first round draft picks did they have 
but they didn't they didn't do it. They couldn't get it done. So maybe that's more about much the team. to the chagrin of Barry Melrose. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but how do you guys prevent against that? How do you keep you know, or is that the coach's job? I th- I think that's the players and co- coaches' jobs. Uh, I mean, the coaches there did a really good job of preparing us for every single game. Um, and then it's just kind of like when you get in that rhythm, the team just kind of has a swagger where, right. like, we'd be down two goals in the third period. And We're no going to get this. Yeah, we no got one this would boys. be worried about it at all. And we'd come back and win. Yeah. <laughs> it's different than the pro game, though, in the fact that you play Friday and Saturday. Sunday is off. Maybe you watch film. I don't know. But then you're back on the ice Monday. So you're practicing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, the same time, the same drills. Thursday is probably a little lighter or a travel day, and then play Friday and Saturday. So it's there's no there's not much of a chance to be high on the hog, I guess, because you have that break in between all of the games. If there's going to be a problem, it's the Friday into Saturday as opposed to waiting right where where your coach is telling you guys suck right (laughs) skate harder yeah those weeks are definitely i think we had a couple times where we didn't win a game on the weekend and the weeks leading up to the next series is definitely a lot longer than when you're winning but that's one of the benefits of college too as like a younger when you're 18 to 22 or i know there's some older guys there um you have that full week every week to you can really focus on practicing. Like, I think we would work out twice a week, like get two pretty good workouts in. Sure. So you're kind of like still getting stronger in the season where you're not playing as much games too. So right, a little easier on your body. Give an idea of a day for a college athlete. I, I don't think people understand to keep up with the academics, to, to maintain – your eligibility and to be out there and participate and do all the things with the team, the practice and all of like it's, there's hardly any free time. If somebody was to ask you if you're watching some show or binging some show, there's no chance you are, is there? No, not really. Um, So I would load usually two days of the week of my schedule. So those days I would be in class from about nine in the morning till one forty-five. And you're trying to find, like, some lunch in between there right. or grab lunch really quick, go to the rink, and I think it would be practice at maybe 3. Yeah. And then 3 to maybe you're getting out of the rink at 5 or so if you're lucky. And then my freshman year, I'd have to go to, like, mandatory study hall from sure, sure. for two hours, I think, like, three or four days a week. So then you're doing that. and then From like 6.30 to 8.30 or yeah, whatever that, yeah. Like after dinner, you're going there, and then that's basically your yeah, <laughs> entire that's your day. day. And wake up the next day. And then if you have any extra homework, you got to get that done, and then, yeah, you're just doing it over and over again. So there's definitely not much free time. But no, no. So you said your freshman year. Does it change? Does it get easier as you get older? Yeah, if you can – get decent grades they'll yeah. give you a little slack a little on the bit mandatory right. study hall but yeah so where was the championship game played the year you played in it that was in uh st paul okay oh so. boy so it's and you lose to it's basically a road game for you guys yeah, then, i would it presume was, huh it was crazy there was probably about seventeen thousand duluth fans <laughs> and three thousand <laughs> notre dame <laughs> that's right where but it was a close game two to one two to final one. score yeah what do you what do you remember from that game? 
I just remember, like, obviously it was an amazing experience, like, being able to play in that game in front of, like, all my family. Yeah, your family is there. A bunch of friends. Yeah. Like, it was an awesome experience. Um, just wish we would have won, obviously. But, right. I mean, it was great. Yeah. When when did the talk start with NHL teams for you? Because I know you had said before that you had heard from the organization you're with now when yep. you were in college. Um, but when when did all of that start for you? Um, I mean, I think it just kind of like after the season. After your, senior, after your year. senior year of college? Yeah. Yeah. And you weren't drafted. Do you look back? At, I assume you were disappointed. Were you disappointed you weren't drafted? Or but and do now do you look back on it and be like, well, maybe that that worked out in my benefit because I could choose where to go as opposed to getting drafted and maybe getting stuck in the depth chart somewhere. Yeah, definitely. Um, like the first year, I was obviously disappointed, but then you know how you go back in the second and third years, and I was hoping not to get drafted. Right. For those ones because it's it was a nice. Uh, it's nice to be able to, like, when we were going through it, you kind of sit down, look at the depth charts of every organization, organization that has interest in you, and you can kind of look at some and be like, oh, there's no way I'm going to play here with what they have. And right. Maybe this organization could use me a lot more. So Sure. Instead of just being stuck in one. So is that why the Arizona choice? Yeah. It it, at least? Yeah, I thought at the time Arizona was a really good fit for me. Um and yeah, I enjoyed it there a lot. Yeah, yeah. And you end up in Tucson. Yeah. And but then you get called up, and in your first game, you get an assist. You get a, you get on the board right away. Yeah. How awesome is that? Yeah, that was definitely nice. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember if it was in the first period or, but I played with uh, Ekman Larson that game, and yeah, he did a great job of helping me out. Like he's such a great guy and. He really made it easy to transition. How, how how intimidating is it? Is it is it one of those things that okay, I gotta get my first shot or my first bump or what or even just touch the ice and then it, then it's just hockey or are you still a little wide eyed going into the first period? Yeah, I mean, I think I was definitely a little nervous uh, going into it, and then like after my first two shifts, I kind of settled down and just realized it's another hockey game. Yeah. How did how did you find out you were going up? Uh, I, I assume your coach told you, your Tucson coach told you, but and then who was the first person you told after you found out? Um, I'd have to. I think I got a call from someone. Yeah, so it wasn't <laughs> um, like in person. You didn't get called to the coach's no, office. No, it was like I got a call late at night, um, saying whatever you. You got practice tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning. It's two hours away, too, so it's yeah. not like you have to say, not in Milwaukee. Did you just go from Tucson to Phoenix? Or yeah, or I think okay. I went Tucson to Phoenix, maybe practi practiced with them, or maybe they had a home game that day, and then we were on the road in Detroit for the next ones. Um, and then, yeah, it was. I called my parents right away, obviously. And Did they see your them. first – did they go to Detroit for your first game? Yeah, it was really nice. So the there's – the team flew out my family yeah is that part of your tickets. was that part of your contract we've heard that that I, is now part of a lot of guys contracts like when they make their nhl debut they'll bring their parents in for the game i think it was yeah, yeah I, I didn't have to pay for it so so yeah so <laughs> whoever however they got there you didn't care must have been in the fine print somewhere yeah. <laughs>
but how special is that, right? Like they've been taking you and your brother to games since you were three, four, five years old, right? And now here they are seeing their boy play in an original six building in Detroit. I mean, that's that's got to be incredible for them. Yeah, it was it was awesome. I was so happy that they were able to come and watch and yeah. enjoy it. And it was nice that I played well the first game, too, yeah. in front of them. Yeah. And did you guys win? Yeah. And you, even, even better. Yeah. yeah. Even better. You take home a win. Even better. So you're in that organization for a while. We get to the COVID year. Um, and now you were on the taxi squad all season long? Yeah, I was between, like, taxi and – with in the, the lineup here with, yeah, the coyotes. with the coyotes how yeah. tough was that to uh, how how tough was the taxi squad thing for a while i started to wa- i honestly wondered if it was here to stay because yeah. it would to a degree it makes sense but for those four or five guys who are on the taxi squad that's purgatory i think like that's you're in such limbo there right that it, it would be hard to not dress for a game or play in a game when you could be I think at the end of the day, yeah, you love the money of the NHL and the prestige of the NHL, but if you're wearing a suit every night. But the, and the taxi were just, guys weren't even, they were getting NHL money. I think mm. you would just rather play in the American League. I, I can't speak for everybody, but that, that's what I just assume after dealing with guys for 20 years. Yeah, I mean, it was tough, uh, but I was fortunate where I got this, I skated with the team every time they skated mm-hmm. that year. Um, so I think that definitely helped, but there was a lot of like small group skates with like six, seven people, right. and those definitely started to get old. But it's got to help. Also, I believe I would bet that you're in Arizona, where yeah. you go outside on January fourth and it's seventy degrees. You're not in Minnesota, <laughs> where January fourth it's minus seventy with the wind chill or whatever. Yeah, that definitely helps. And like overall, we we had an unbelievable group of guys, kind of on the taxi squad. It was pretty much our group of six guys the entire year and we just kind of really became close with each other and really made the most of it so when you get called and we've obviously for years they've talked about the situation in arizona do you players talk about the situation in arizona with the arena or being on the wrong side of town as people say all of these things or does it matter to, to you guys um, and when you lived there, did, did they put you up in a hotel? Were you in a hotel all, all year? Or no. Did you have to get so like an Airbnb for six months right outside the rink in Glendale or wherever it was? No, they actually put me up in, put me and all the taxi squad guys up in a uh, condo okay. like complex. Where, in, in, in where? Uh, we were like North Phoenix or maybe like North Scottsdale. Yeah. Oh, no, okay, North yeah. Scottsdale. So to get to Got a it. game, you had to. Drive a little half bit. Yeah, or half hour or yeah. so. Um, Depending on what the traffic was, yeah. Obviously, the drive wasn't great, um, but I think I really loved pointing down in Arizona. Like, the weather is awesome. It, and is, it is awesome. I think, like, if they get an arena in the right part of town, I think they could be a very successful organization. I, I'm with you on that. I All these people for years are saying, yeah, oh, move them to Quebec, move them to Houston, whatever. I, I would – I no way. Because I, I think they have developed something there. They've, they've got such a grassroots. You look at Austin Matthews, right? I mean, they, they've, they've built too much there to just take it away now, I yeah. think. So if, if somebody else is going to come in, and we'll see what they, what they get done. But um, it, it's always been an interesting spot in that regard. But at the same time, you can't deny that 
it, it, it has an effect on on people there, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there there are fans. There are there. They yeah, are when they and time. when the team was playing downtown before they built Gila River or whatever the name of the facility was, they they drew very well yeah. down there. And when they were in the playoffs, they had yeah. some of those good teams, and they beat the Predators in whatever year that Under was. T- Dave Tippett, twenty sixteen, yeah. maybe they, uh, you know, they drew well for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, f- who knows what's going to happen as it continues? But the, you know, I've heard good things about the Mullet Arena and the atmosphere and everything like that. Uh, so hopefully, like you say, hopefully it continues and they get the arena, and then they can, you know, it can it can be successful. Yeah, chance to be successful yeah. at least. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people have bad things to say about the organization or whatever, but I I you personally had a, good had a great experience with it, and I wish them the best. But you know yeah. what? When you say that that a lot of people say bad things about it, that's pretty much people who haven't been inside the organization, mm-hmm. but by and large, right? 95 97% of those people who say something negative, they really have no idea what's going on. They're just observing it from where i'm sitting right now in wisconsin yeah so now you finish in arizona free agency comes around colorado up and coming team what was well i guess right there up and coming team <laughs> stanley cup contender that's appealing obviously yeah definitely uh i was coming off of a little injury the year before um so I was hoping to stay in the NHL. I thought I had a good push at the end of that year before I got hurt. And then it worked out with Colorado, and uh, we had a great team there. Um, great great place to play. I really enjoyed it there. And, yeah, so I, that's well, how I ended they, up They there. had to break them up, though. It was so good. They had to break them. Everybody, well, they're all in Milwaukee or Rockford now, it seems. Everybody's back. Everybody's in the Midwest now. <laughs> yeah, definitely, yeah. Uh, I found that a little strange. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that you show up the first day, yeah. it's like different spot, same people yeah. practically. Yeah. I remember I signed with Nashville, and my brother's texted me, and he's like, McEwen signed there. Yeah, <laughs> like, so, so, oh, it, no so did Sherwood. <laughs> and and then he texted me like 10 minutes later, yeah. Sherwood did too. Yeah. <laughs> Who else from our team's coming <laughs> here? <laughs> you, you have in two years as a defenseman, you're playing in an organization with Kale McCarr, and then you come to an organization with Roman Yossi. What do you look at from those guys, or is it not that simple? Uh, like, how do you how do you view these, view these guys when you're in camp? Are you looking at their work habits? What can they do to teach? What are what's something that they do that you can do into your game, or how does that work for you, for a guy who wants to make it to the NHL? Yeah, I mean, those guys are both very special players. Um, I'd say top defensemen in the league right both of them uh consistently for the last couple of years um it's just fun to get in there kind of see like all the little things that they do or you wouldn't maybe pick that up on tv but sure when you're skating with them, with them you can notice it you kind of really notice how good they are and how special their talent it's the is details and, right yeah do you pick other players' brains on things like that, or do you go to a coach? I mean, is it is it frowned upon? I mean, I, I'm just curious how, because you have a certain, you're a skilled player too. So, but I'm just curious, like, do you ask a Makar, who's about your age, a Roman Yossi, how they handle situations since they've been in the NHL and have won Norris trophies, or is it you just check it out and then you move on and try, maybe you incorporate it, maybe you don't? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think 
you definitely, if you feel comfortable enough doing it, you can. Uh, when I was up with Nashville, I played a couple games with Yos, and yeah. I think like you kind of just come back to the bench and get some feedback or kind of yeah. like talk things over, and it's nice to get their point of view too. You yeah. know, like I mean, well, let's talk about that then, right? Let your games in Nashville, especially against Vancouver, you score your two, your not just your first <laughs> NHL goal, but two of them, right? And you guys are down three nil. And it sort of gets the gets the guys going. So just tell us about what those, what especially your first one. What was the play like? What happened? And how did you? Just the whole what's going through your head when this is is happening? Yeah. So we're down three zero. Uh, we didn't have the best first, um, and I think we came out a lot better in the second period. And we had a power play going, um, and then I was playing on the second unit up there with them. Uh, not we, bad right <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I got out there and we had like a zone entry and I kind of got stuck in the net front so I just kind of held the position down there and just found my way there and puck got to me and tipped it in <laughs> right that's awesome I assume you have the puck now do you have the puck now or is it Nashville still has it in their you know, yeah, I think I have it somewhere, somewhere, somewhere in my hockey bag, <laughs> <laughs> next to the hat, you know, the the roll, a couple of half rolls of tape, and <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. Uh, that game ends up going to a shootout, which is something. Do you does Nashville know how good you are at a shootout? And seventy percent, yeah, right. Do you think you're gonna? Were you waiting for the tap on the shoulder? <laughs> Heinze's just like, okay, grocer, you two goals, go win it for us. Or, like, what's going through your mind there? No, I mean, I think they have their guys up there. Uh, <laughs> if it got a little deeper into the shootout, then maybe. maybe. So, but, 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 like, how? Did, when did you – Aaron said it before. You're a skilled guy, but not all the skilled guys are great in the shootouts. Why are you so good in the shootout? Is it because you got a lot of different moves? Because you can read the goalie? Because you got one move that worked? <laughs> right, I mean, right. We talk we about have? Justin Kirkland was, like, he played for us and was, I think, 9 out of 10 one year. Same move every time. But that's what I we think see. It was eleven out of thirteen. Was, actually. was it yeah, okay? Yeah. We see it the same move, but he's certainly doing something different. Whether he's going low blocker, high glove, whatever it is. So what's what's what is it for you that you're so successful at it? I just kind of have had one move since college, and it's worked. So I've really just stuck to that. Stuck to that move. There's kind of like little minor variations of it I do, but I usually do the same that move every time. That can be such a mess with the mind, though, right? Because now you've had this success. Mm -hmm. And when you get to that point, you know these goalies have been schooled a little bit as to what everybody does. So you could be sitting there saying, you know what, I'm going to change it up because he thinks I'm going to do this. Right, <laughs> like the Princess Bride. <laughs> yes, but then you're like, oh, but the goalie might think that I'm going to change it. Like <laughs> right. It just can do with this stupid, circuitous yeah. thing in your head, right? So just stick with what you do, right? Throw, throw the fastball. Yeah. If he hits the fastball, great, but you're at least doing your best thing, right? Yeah, I think that's that's where some guys can maybe get in a little trouble where they start overthinking it way too much and don't be I just usually don't right. Don't don't be the don't be the guy like Benny Hanna, right? Like that's what he used to call it. Don't be just chopping the puck up, right? <laughs> yeah. the next thing you know it the the goalie the goalie's just poking it away and you're like, I never even got a shot off. Yeah. So I think my move's pretty simple too and but simple it's effective. And, yeah, simple and effective. We've so. seen it one time this year for the Admirals. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hopefully, well, who knows? We'd like to see it a lot more, but then again, maybe we just want to win in regulation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Regu regulation yeah. wins are, are just fine. 
So your season, you get the two goals in the NHL. You're doing well here in Milwaukee. The team is in first place. Hey, right now it's beautiful, huh? Yeah, it's been good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's definitely nice uh, how well the team's doing here. Um, everything's better when you're winning. Right. <laughs> uh, it sure is. Everyone's happier in the room. Coaches are happier. So it's been nice coming back to winning team. Have you Have you had family come over yet? over to milwaukee yet for games like um, your folks not yet i think they're planning on coming out pretty soon here. But that's got to be nice for you right like it did yeah. uh, just to be within driving distance not have to fly somewhere yeah it's definitely nice for them although maybe uh, it's maybe they preferred when you were in phoenix and it's like okay <laughs> jordan we're coming down from december until may yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah the one year i had the condo down there is tough to keep them out yeah right <laughs> Any, anybody uh, todd richards assistant coach with Nashville but I remember when he was an assistant here and I asked him about playing he played in the IHL in Vegas and he said Vegas was great he said the problem was is your eighth cousins are calling you because they're coming out to Vegas and they're going to crash with you did was that kind of what it was like to play in Arizona like buddies from wherever are like hey we're going to come down for a couple nights or something like that it wasn't too bad but yeah the, the family definitely loved coming down there <laughs> they'd they'd have a nice little vacation and, it, and it's tough to have to be the tour guide like it'd be yeah. you know hey i gotta go to work tomorrow or whatever right and yeah it's this is still my job yeah my parents they've Your they've parents been around they, get it. they understand get it. Yeah, right yeah, they I, understand where other people don't really understand. Exactly. Right, right. Well, Gross, are we going to Old Town tonight? <laughs> what are we doing? Uh, yeah, when you still have to play and you're, right. you're no, not on actu- vacation right, with actually, them, but they yeah, think exactly. you are. Actually, this is my job. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. Uh, so looking ahead, um, we're only a sixth of the way through the season, but what do you foresee the rest of the way? Yeah, really I mean, putting you on the spot here. Yeah, I think the team's been playing well lately. Uh, I think just keep doing that, trying to keep working, getting better every day, and really set us up in a good position for playoffs when that time comes around. And I think uh, just trying to get better every day, you there. know, because uh, it's you got to be the best version of your team once playoff time comes around. Yeah. Yeah, I, there's so many new guys this year, but but like you said, you come over here. There's three guys, yourself included, that played with the Eagles last season. Um, you knew Stasny before. Uh, like it, it's uh, yes, there are 16 new guys, but there's already kind of an established relationship, whether they were teammates or guys you've played against or whatever it is. You kind of all had a pretty good feel for each other, plus training camp in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we've done a good job uh, of coming together as a team. Uh, I think maybe the first couple games this year, you could kind of tell that there's 16 new new, guys. And I think uh, the last couple games I played before going up, you started to kind of You could feel it coming together a little bit. Yeah, you could definitely feel it coming together a lot better. And I feel like it's even continued to grow since when I was gone and when I came back in for the last game. It felt like everyone kind of knew what they were doing a lot better and right. really understanding each other, the systems. and So I think we're definitely trending in the right direction. Awesome. Anything else? I've got nothing else. All right. 
thank you for doing this. We really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Good luck the rest of the way. That's uh, Admiral's defenseman Jordan Gross. Oh, oh, I do have one more thing. Excuse <laughs> me. One more thing. False, false ending. Yeah, why do the Twins suck in the playoffs? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm assuming you're a Twins fan. Yeah, a little bit. I'm I a haven't huge been following fan and I, too yeah, much. I'm a huge <laughs> Twins fan. Uh, they better sign Correa. Uh, winning the Eddie Shore Trophy. Oh, yeah. What was that like for you? The 65 points in 61 games. Eddie Shore, whether you're watching Slapshot, everybody knows who Eddie Shore is, right? You, right. The, the line in Slapshot, uh, old-time hockey, Eddie Shore, all, Dick Clapper, all of that stuff. But what is that like to be singled out as the league's top defenseman? I think it was definitely an honor. Um, uh, yeah, it was a really special thing. Um, we we had a really good team there too where it definitely wasn't just me as there's so many good players on the team where if we didn't have all those guys chipping well, in every Kiefer day. was a second team all-star at the yeah. end of the season. Yeah, it was a great group. We had a great group of forwards. Our defense were – we had an unbelievable decor where we had, I think, eight guys there who were very good players. Yep. So it was – it was tough at times, you know, seeing, like, there's really good players sitting out every night. Like, right. where we just had so much depth there. And so that team was very good. And it was a fun year, especially. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, okay. Now we'll get back now, to the regular finish. Now we're done. Thank you for doing this. <laughs> no problem. Thanks, thanks for having me. Admirals defenseman Jordan Gross, thanks for listening to this Milwaukee Admirals podcast.